Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, known as the Love Chapter. Love in today's world has many meanings. Paul uses the Greek word agape to define the level of love described as Christian love. Christian love, whether exercised toward the brethren or toward men generally, is not an impulse from feelings. The Apostle Paul defines this type of love by what it is and by what it isn't. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he explains this passage in today's portion of this week's message entitled, How to Be a Great Lover. Now, let's look at our passage. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient, love is kind, and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not errant, uh, arrogant, does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Now, before we dive into that, I want you to look at what it is. I hope you have a Bible in front of you or you've downloaded the notes that I put on the sermon audio site for tonight so that you can look back and forth at this. But I want you to see what it is that we just read. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Count the number of sentences there. It's one. This is one sentence defining one word. Look here at the number of adjectives that it takes to describe love. There are None. The word agape can only be described by actions. Hence, it is described by action words. So in this one sentence, there are 15 verbs, action words. Now, not one of these words is a specific command. None of them are in the imperative mood. There are all present tense indicative saying, love does this, love does this, love does not do that. In other words, it's describing ongoing and repeated actions of people. These are the things that agape does as patterns of behavior or as lifestyle. You might say these 15 actions are the habits of great lovers. Now, you'll also want to notice how many nots are here. N-O-T. There are eight. Over half of the habits of great lovers have to do with things they refuse to do. And you'll also see as we work through them, they're all things that come to us naturally. So if you're going to be a great lover, there are things you have to do, and there are things that you have to refuse to do. And finally, you're going to notice when we look in detail at verse 7, that All things occurs four times here. In other words, I think you're going to see that love is 
consistent. It covers all situations, if you will. Now, doing word studies is one interesting way to study the Bible. It is fraught with danger. Uh, you can hear, you can go off on a lot of rabbit trails by do, studying a word, because to do a good word study requires a great deal of discipline and uh, honest research, because you have to keep the balance between the root meaning of a word, its etymology, where it comes from, and then digging to understand how that word is used in a specific context. Now, I know it's two words, but we could take the word hot dog and we could define it. Well, what does it mean? Is it, a, is it a piece of mystery meat that you put into some bread? Is it the shortstop making a spectacular play and, 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 and showing off? What do we mean by hot dog? Well, you have to have a context. Now, that's a silly illustration. But in the case of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, I would submit to you that the 15 verbs in this sentence form the essence of the definition of agape. Love cannot be defined by one action. It's a composite of all of these things. So if ever there is a, a passage that lends itself to word study, this is it. And this is a very simple passage to outline. I remember back in school, the teacher would be saying, giving a test or a lecture and say, okay, number your paper 1 through 15. We're going to look at these 15 verbs. Now, before we dive in, I want to make sure you understand something that isn't really all that clear in our English translations. I've already said it, but I want to emphasize it to you. All 15 descriptions of love, as Paul was inspired to write this, are verbs. Love cannot be defined in a static way as with an adjective. Uh, Agape is always an action. You can't capture love in a still picture. It has to be a movie. So we're going to see that as we work through it. And if you think about it, this makes perfect sense because this is the kind of love that you can be commanded to do. Love one another. You cannot command anyone to feel a certain way. It won't work. But you can command an action. And that's the kind of love that God is and that God has and that He shows. God shows His love by how He acts. Probably the most famous sentence uh, from the New Testament, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave. How does He show His love? By the action of giving. He so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Another one, and this one was cited by W.E. Vine, Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Demonstrates love by an action of giving His Son to die for us. Now, I don't want you to go away from this all stoic and never wanting to feel a feeling that you're about to feel the feeling that you've never felt before. There are powerful emotions of affection. They can be and they should be part of your life as a Christian. 
But agape is something beyond that. It's something you must do. Positive feelings of affection, they're, they're like a fringe benefit of the commitment to being the kind of person who does the actions that demonstrate the love of God. Now, I should also point out that sometimes in practicing the things that you're about to learn about agape love, you're going to have, in some situations, a severe lack of feelings. Sometimes you're going to have negative feelings while you do these things. For example, I I have very strong negative feelings when I love someone enough to patiently and kindly and gently point out sin and call for confession and call for repentance. I never do that because it gives me a warm, toasty feeling inside. And keep in mind, it is possible, it is necessary even, to love someone though you have no feelings for him or her, and it's even possible to fail to love someone for whom you have strong feelings. In other words, I'm trying to separate love as we're ordered to do it and as God does it for us and to us. I want to separate that from feelings. All right, now the meat of this. I told you the title would be How to Have a Great Lover. How to, have a great, how to be a great lover. How to be somebody who practices love as it should be. Now, there's supposed to be a play on words here. There's the famous Hope Diamond. I don't remember how big that is, but I know it's a real whopper. I want you to look tonight at 15 facets of what we'll call the love diamond. We'll take this word agape, we'll shine light on it, and we'll see all the different colors that are refracted from it. All right, our sentence once again, love is patient, love is kind and is not jealous, love does not brag and is not arrogant, love does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. All right, facet number one of the love diamond. Love is patient. Now, to capture the verb aspect of it, probably the more precise translation would be love acts patiently. This verb refers to the the temperament which patiently accepts injuries without seeking revenge. Uh, The most Literal translation of the word would say, love is long-tempered. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, you would know exactly what I would mean if I said, well, he's short-tempered. Turn that idea around. Love is exactly the opposite. Love chooses to act with patience. Facet number two of the love diamond. Love is kind. Now, again, uh, kind in English is, a, uh, is a, a, an adjective, but we would translate this love acts kindly or with kindness. Now, this is the only time this verb occurs in the whole New Testament, but when it's used in the adjective form, it means serviceable, good, useful, kind, or gracious. So here, I think the emphasis that fits the context the best is to say that when you practice agape, it means that you put yourself out to be useful to other people, committing kind acts. That is loving someone. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.